But in 2014, I made the EHJ, which is the exploded version of a honey jar. And the why we call it the exploded honey jar is because back in the day, my wife and I were really like like taxidermy stuff and like skeletons and shit like that. And we lived in New York City. We used to go to Obscura and we go to Evolution and look at all the skeletons and buy shit. And we loved the exploded skeletons. And what an exploded skeleton or exploded skull is, is essentially they take a skull or like some part of an animal or a human or whatever, and then they break it up into a bunch of tiny parts and expand it. So it basically looks like, and they, and they, it's like all expanded out on like little wires. So it looks like the skull is exploded into a million little parts, but you can still see it's a skull. So this was like the exploded honey jar. It's like the honey jar like blew apart. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 47 of the podcast. If you guys are new to the podcast, welcome. My name's Evan. Basically, what we do here is we smoke. We uh, talk a little bit about glass blowing. We smoke sesh pieces, but we talk a lot about life, being a small business owner, and just reflect on stories of the past. So appreciate any of you guys that are stopping in today to hang out and watch this episode. Today is a special one. Episode 47, this is the one-year anniversary of the What's Up, Everybody podcast. And boy, oh boy, am I super proud of, you know, myself and everybody that's helped me get to here from my uh, uh, first producer, Mark Styles Media, helped like get us going to my producer, Aja, now that's, you know, he's just putting all this time into and making it that much better. And we're all working together to, to get this going. Even my wife, I mean, putting up with me and, you know, letting me get into this podcast and believing in me to do it. And just like, cause I, you know, it's an investment. And, um, I'm just grateful that the people around me believe in what I'm doing enough to, you know, say, go for it. And, um, but yeah, so I just wanted to do that little quick intro just saying thank you everybody. And this is the one year episode today. We're going to be smoking on a handful of unique pieces. I'm going to be smoking some pieces from 2014 all the way up till now. Um, and just some variations of everything from the EHJ to the honey jar recyclers to the refined bell recyclers. And then the uh, hybrid mini tube recycler, which is like an EHJ recycler. And we'll talk about these pieces and their function and all that stuff. And we'll just fucking kick it and relax today. I think my joint's already gone out because I'm talking too much already. But I'm excited. I'm really fucking... I don't say it often, but like I should say it more about glass, but I'm so proud we made it to a year of doing this. To do something weekly is a challenge, and I'm just... I don't know. I don't want to like beat it, like beat a dead horse, but I'm really proud that we, we did. We've done this for a year and um, I've like, I've learned so much and I've also kind of like learned to appreciate things I've done so much because I, like I've said in other episodes, I've, I work so much that rarely do I sit down and think about what I've already done. I just look at what I haven't accomplished already. And when you get in that pattern, all you're doing is looking forward and you're not looking back at what you've already done. And, and man, this podcast has helped me reminisce and appreciate myself for all the hard work and all the ups and downs and, and, you know, failures, accomplishments. It's been a way to reflect and just think about all those things. So it's almost like fucking therapy. 
because at the end of the day for me too even though it's an investment i'm getting something out of this that's uh i can't even think of the word but i'm getting something out of this this is just like so much more valuable than you know any sort of like you know paper money or something like that like just being able to talk and reflect is a really special thing and sharing it with you guys as well i'm grateful for all you guys that listen and are following the journey and just sitting here and kicking it with me and maybe you're smoking your rbr or your honey jar recycler maybe you don't have one of my pieces and you're just here to hang out and support in the way you can and i'm grateful for that too even if you don't smoke my glass or have any, have any of my glass i'm just grateful if you want to come kick it for a little bit okay <coughs> so today i'm smoking on some dank dough right here this is the last bit of my dank dough and i figured i'd finish it on today's episode it's like a salty buttery cookie dough kind of terp obviously with plant material taste in there too because you're burning fucking plants it's like a campfire with cookie dough salty buttery notes however those salty buttery notes always go so good with a cup of coffee so I think that's why, like, personally, my favorite strains are always going to be more of that um, earthy OG dominant stuff, just because if they're grown right and it's the right genetics, you can get certain pastry and, like, very warm flavors out of the plant. And then when you're drinking a coffee with it, they just complement each other so well. And it's almost like having, like, a perfect – it, like, brings, like, the nuttiness out of the coffee even more. A good, good weed will make the coffee taste even better, too. It's just, like, this crazy combo. I'm severely addicted to coffee and cannabis. But it's mostly because of the terps. Even if they didn't get me high, I would still smoke this plant and drink that coffee all day. Because I get high on caffeine, I get high on weed. But if they still didn't do that, I would still be using them just because the terps, the combination of the flavors together, you just can't beat it. It makes me understand why people, you know, over in Amsterdam just sit in coffee shops and smoke and just drink coffee. I could do it. I could do that shit for a long time. I have been doing it for a long time. It's essentially what I do. I'm just much more of an introvert about it. I'm always in my garage smoking and drinking coffee. However, we hope in 2022 to be traveling more. 2021, we're just going to crush. I keep having people ask me, what's the big plans for 2021? What's the big... I'm like, I'm not making any fucking plans for 2021. I'm just going to work hard on what I've been building and try to make sure the foundation is strong and put out the best quality work I can and content and try to try to put out positivity because man last episode i'm pretty sure i just cried the whole time but um you know fuck that's the one thing about watching a podcast weekly you're watching someone experiencing life you're watching someone experiencing day-to-day -day stuff and when that camera turns on that doesn't mean the 10 minutes before that camera the world ended and it's like we still get on here and we'll still talk and stuff but i might be going through something and that's just being human however i have found that just being myself and even being a little bit vulnerable or even talking about stuff that really doesn't matter that maybe gets me worked up. It shows people just, you know, someone's human and an actual person. I have a lot of artists I follow and support that I love their work and stuff, but I don't know a thing about them and that's okay. Let the art speak for itself. You don't, it, the person isn't always important. However, in my case, I feel like I got to do everything just because I'm really hard on myself. So I don't think I'm the most talented or most skilled. So I just got to try and do everything I can to, you know, get people seeing my work and get it out there and like doing these podcasts, posting an absurd amount on Instagram, being up all night. I had a guy the other night send me a DM and he was, um, it was when I was working, like I worked like three or four in the morning. And he says to me, DM, he's like, no, hey, I love your work. 
But um, this late night shit with you posting how hard you work makes you look like a douchebag. And um, you're like, I hope he's like, I don't think you want to come off that way to your followers. There's a lot of people that want to support you. And I just deleted it. I can't respond to him. Even, even though he said no hate, I'm not mad at him or anything like that. I can't respond to him because I can't even get into it with someone like that and explain to them with words. I'd have to do a podcast or something and talk for an hour about it, and then he'd have to watch it. But it was one of those things where I was like, man, I wish I had the choice maybe to not work that late. My wife tries to get me to go to bed almost every night at around 10 o'clock. She'll be like, hey, why don't you come inside? Let's have a snack and let's take some dabs. You want to play video games? and We'll just go to bed tonight. Let's get some rest and relax. And I refuse. I'm like, nope, I'm going to stay in the garage. I have to keep working. I can't stop. I can't stop for a million reasons. I've gone over these reasons over the last 46 episodes. But just to touch on the cliff notes, like what I wanted to say to this guy is like, man, like it's not really like something like, like I'm just doing this to be cool. There's way easier ways to be cool than sleep deprive yourself and work yourself to death. Doing this because it's a necessity. If people that I support, I have a kid, I have a job that's just so crazy. This is a job. So I'm trying to get as much work done as possible before people forget about me or if I fall off the map or something and people don't want to support me anymore. Like I'm, I still have a mentality where people are just not going to support me or I'm terrified of failing that I just like keep grinding because I'm like, well, if I stop working, people won't support my work. They'll forget about me. Like, and then I won't be able to pay my bills. And then my daughter won't be able to get rollerblades on her 10th birthday when she wants to go to the roller skating party. And then I have an anxiety attack. She's two and a half, so I have a long ways to the roller skating party. However, I still worry about all these things. And that's like almost what I wanted to tell that guy. like, bro, it's like, I don't think it's fucking cool to work all night either. Watch my last podcast. I talk about how it's not cool to grind all the time. Unfortunately, not everyone has the option to pick and choose what they have to do all the time. Like, I, I, ha- I have to work. And also, to, to be real and real honest with you guys, it's not just the financial thing, trying to make sure I have money to support everyone. It's not just like that it's it is it's hard to explain it it's it's more of like i'd say it's like a personal issue or a mental thing that i'm working through trying to figure out where i have to find a way to calm down so that i can go like i can't sleep unless i work myself to the point where i'm like i'm sick or falling over and then i kind of crawl to bed i can't be like i can't be 10 o'clock and i'm like let's just go lay down and watch a movie i don't have that in me anymore and i need to fix that that's not good and I told it to my wife last night. I was like, I got to figure this out. I was like, because eventually we might be successful and eventually everyone might be safe and I might not need to work this many hours. And what am I going to do? Because even if I didn't have to work this many hours, I think I still might be because I'm fucking crazy. Because it, I get horrible anxiety. Like when I like try to slow down, I like feel like I have to keep going, keep going. No, like don't have any hobbies, don't have any friendships, don't have anything. Just have your work. Just grind, grind, grind. It's weird. It's really weird. I got to work on it. I got to figure it out. However, hey, we all got shit to work on. My thing is, is I have to find a balance in my life with my work. I've been talking about it for the last year on this podcast. And the first step is, right, just recognizing it, talking about it, and trying to make steps to making it better. Um, the past year, I've gone to bed way earlier, way earlier, like from 2000. 16 to 2019 I was working almost every night seven days a week to two three four in the morning in 2020 I didn't work past 1 a.m. maybe 
I could literally probably count the 4 a.m. nights I had. I maybe had 10 or 15 nights where I worked 4 a.m. in the whole year, which is a huge accomplishment for me, which means that I literally shaved off two to three hours a day that I was grinding. That's huge. And then that time was spent either with my daughter or with my wife or like working on my relationships. But now I'm still trying to shave it back more. I'm like, my motto is always work till tomorrow, work till tomorrow. I always work till tomorrow, seven days a week. And when I say that, when I say work till tomorrow, when I wake up at 630 in the morning and I get out of bed, I say, okay, get ready. Cause you're not going back in this bed till tomorrow because after midnight's tomorrow, technically. So when I stand up every day out of bed, I'm saying, you're not getting back in this bed until tomorrow and you're going to work the whole time. That is it. One thing, no fun, no hobbies. That's fucking it. Even though I love my job and I love, it's so fun. I smoke hash all day and make pipes, but that's kind of the voice in my head. It's very strict. It's like, this is it. This is your existence. You stand here and you do this and that is it. There is no outside. <laughs> it's crazy. However, it works for me. Um, but the grind is stupid, but we all got to do it at some point, right? We all have to grind at some point to try to accomplish something. Even if you're lucky and you get great opportunities, that doesn't mean you don't have to grind. There's people that get great opportunities and then the work gets hard. Then they're like, holy shit, I just got this opportunity. Now I have to grind my fucking face off for years before it really holds. And there's a foundation that I'll be okay. So people don't talk about it. it's like, yeah, you grind, you grind, you grind. But then once you get your opportunity from all that grinding, then you got to work even harder because now you have the opportunity. So you have to fucking go for it. It's, um, it can be exhausting. It can beat you up. And the crazy thing about humans is we know everything's temporary too. So it's like, why we're grinding this hard for what? If we were immortal, it might make sense. No, it wouldn't. If you were immortal, it wouldn't make sense. You're like, why do anything? I live forever. I'll do it. I'll do it in a hundred years. So that's why we grind so hard because we know it's, it's finite. We know that this is all temporary. So we're just fucking grinding because we're like, this could end tomorrow. I need to accomplish something. I need to leave my mark on this fucking planet. That's the human ego though. I don't think there's any other animal on this planet. That's like, I need to leave my mark before I die or even recognize that they live or die. Who knows? Animal consciousness might be that fluid thing where they don't like, they like are literally just like as one deer dies, that consciousness just goes into another deer who fucking knows. It's hazy in here today. It's nice. Though. I haven't smoked. I haven't smoked a joint in probably five days. I've been taking a lot of dabs lately. I don't know what it is. Could be the hash is so damn good. You know, that's really probably what it is. When the terps are super good, you just cannot stop smoking them. The getting high part is just a fucking something that happens from it. And for me, when I'm taking dabs of hash, like at this point, anyways. At this point in my life, because I have abundance, I live in Colorado. So at this point, when I'm smoking hash, I'm smoking for flavor. When I lived in New York in 2010 and I was having a really bad day and I was just bummed out and people were being shitty, I would go take a dab to try and just like leave the world for a minute. And I would just be like, it would be like, I was, was just trying to get high because I was taking it hot and hurty. It's like, if it ain't red, it ain't ready. You got to take those hot dabs. Uh, but nowadays, it's all about the turps and flavor and just enjoying that. I got way higher back then too, because I was just taking fucking hot dabs all day. I remember one time, like, 
it was so weird. I think it was the first time like where I started feeling like I was like, whoa, is, is weed like a little bit addictive or something? I was, um, I had just started dabbing. I'd maybe been dabbing for like six months and I was, I was making my own hash. All this hash I was dabbing, I'd, it was all my shit I was making. Like I was extracting it and doing all that stuff. And I ran out and I was in between grows. <coughs> I didn't have anything. But so badly, I wanted to put hash through a rig and watch it percolate and stuff. It was like, oh, I was, maybe I was addicted to the function of a piece. I was like, I just want to fucking like melt hash on a nail and like feel the rig function and like exhale that big smoky hit. And like, I just, I wanted the whole ritual. And like, I started contacting people all around upstate New York. I was like, like anyone have hash. And I found like a guy that I kind of knew that was an hour and a half away. And he's like, if you want to come over, we can sush today. And I was like, hour and a half drive one way. I was like, I think I'm addicted to weed, but we're going, we're going, I'm smoking some fucking hash. And I went to his house and chilled with him and I was able to smoke some hash. And it was like, that was when I was like, I need this stuff available all the time. At least at that point in my life I did. And that's when I started growing even more in New York. And I had two different houses I was growing in. And I, like I said, I wasn't making any money. I wasn't selling fucking hash and stuff. I was just smoking so much. I was addicted to Terps. I had so much stuff that I was like different phenos I was collecting. I didn't even smoke all of it. Some of it would just eventually like just never get smoked and just, I'd give it to my dad or something like, because I was just pheno hunting and like extracting and just trying all this different shit. So I was just accumulating so much. Um, yeah, but that's when I was like, I got to go live somewhere else too. That's how we're here though. We're in Colorado now. I moved here so I could be closer to the Terps. And I was like, you blow glass, just go there. Well, it's so strange how much this little plant has influenced the last decade of my life. I moved to New York City, lived in Brooklyn when I was 20. And that's when I really, really fell in love with weed. I'd already been smoking at that point. But man, once I lived there and tried really good weed in, in New York City, I was just like, wow, I didn't, I didn't realize I could taste like different flavors like this and stuff. And that led to me becoming a grower once I moved back to upstate New York, back to farmland where I could actually grow weed and had like properties and stuff like that. And then eventually make it to Colorado. I became a glass blower. You know, it's, and now like I'm supporting like multiple households and doing all these things and I'm still really enjoying my life experience and I am happy as stressed as I am and high anxiety. I am, I'm a happy person. I'm very grateful for everything I have. I'm very lucky that I even have someone I, I love and then someone that loves me, you know, but this little plant has done so much for me and my family. It's insane. My wife, I mean, with her anxiety and her stresses and just her mental health. I mean, this plant has just, it's truly a, a game changer and beneficial, but not for everyone. It's always the caveat you got to say at the end of that. It's not for everyone. Some people smoke cannabis and they get severe anxiety. Some people, I knew a girl in high school that I don't know if she was either allergic to cannabis or possibly combusted plant material, but her throat would completely swell closed and she had to go to the hospital from it. We we're all smoking the same shit. We we're all fine, but some people are allergic to it. Some people get severe anxiety. Some people, if you're uh, have schizophrenia in your family, this cannabis and certain psychedelics can uh, accentuate that part of your brain and possibly push you closer to becoming more schizophrenic at an earlier age. Um, so this isn't for everyone, but that's why we live in a very diverse planet where there's all different types of plants, all different types of things that people use to help themselves. And I'm grateful that I found the plant that worked for me. 
and it just happens to be the plant that works for my wife and my whole family and it's the plant that we all get motivated for to make beautiful glass and smoke it and extract it and breed it and put so much time into finding the best terpenes and then crossbreeding that with other stuff it's really crazy how much has come from this plant just in my own life experience in the last decade because when i grew up home my dog's being crazy luna are you ripping the bed apart oh my god these beds are like 400 dollars dog beds they've ruined them in a year we didn't spend that much so i think i said this on that episode my wife found them on a website during Black Friday for like fucking dirt cheap, but they're like originally four hundred dollars, and I was like, whoa! But they're only sixty bucks a piece now, hundred twenty for two, which that's pretty much average for a big dog bed. Cause I got big puppies. But yeah, it's wild, and I'm sure a lot of you folks listening out there have had similar experiences with cannabis. At least finding the benefits. I mean, I haven't met too many people that have the negatives, but you still got to say like, hey, this isn't for everyone. Cause I've had friends that have had anxiety attacks. I've had friends, like I said, they've been allergic. But for the most part, overall, I would say anyone that I know that has used cannabis, either they're like, ah, not really for me, or they're like, wow, that really like benefits my life, makes me just function better. My wife has a, a sweater she wears all the time that says, weed makes me feel human. And um, yeah, I love that. Because I think it should say, weed makes me feel human again. Because what weed does for me is it makes me feel like a kid again. It makes me slow down and pay attention to things that I wouldn't normally pay attention to because I'm so busy and trying to figure out what the next move is or the bill we got to pay or whatever. When I smoke, it helps me be more appreciative to the people around me and it helps me push the ego down a little bit so maybe I can um, listen to someone else instead of just talking over everyone to get my point out. This isn't the effect everyone gets. Again, this is just how it works for me. I have friends that get louder when they smoke. I have friends that, you know, get more ignorant when they smoke. Who knows? Everybody's different. I don't have any friends. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just kidding. I definitely got friends. But a lot of my experiences I talked to you guys about are from a decade ago. It's when I was younger. Because the last seven, eight years, I've been behind the torch not talking to anyone. Just fucking working. Because I'm like, I don't know what I'm, I'm just, this is, makes sense to me. It's the only thing I've ever done in my life that I've just been, it's like you hear in movies and TV shows, they talk about, oh, you like find your calling or your thing that you do. And it's just, that's, that's what glass has been for me. And I always say it, but I'm so lucky that I found that there's people that don't find that until they're in their forties or fifties, or sometimes they never find it. They just do multiple jobs throughout their life. And they're like, man, none of this really felt like me. But at the same time, your job does not need to define you. We all have a different definition of what it is to be a person and live. I come from a family of engineers, designers, people that made things with their hands, inventors. So what defines me is my work and what I do with my hands and what I create while I'm on this planet. Some people, it's how they interact with the people around them, the people they help, the lives they've changed, you know? We all have our different calling or a thing that makes us or defines us. Let's take some dabs. It's been a weird intro again, but hey, this is a fucking one-year episode. Anyone new here, there you go. That was a taste of what some of these episodes are like. They get kind of intense. They get a little deep. And then sometimes I'm like, did I even make sense? It felt right. But I like doing that. I like fucking just like talking. I get, it feels like I get like weights taken off my chest when I just sit here and talk about things. 
And I appreciate all you guys every week that just come kick it with me and listen and give your input down below. Um, and if you, I should have said this at the beginning of the episode, I need to be way better about this, but don't forget to like, like, and subscribe the videos. If you do like them, it does help us. And if you haven't already, like go to the Apple podcast app and, uh, give us a five-star rating and leave a nice comment below. All those little things do help. Um, trying to, gr- we're, we're always growing the podcast. I could promote it way more on they did it. I could be like every day swipe up. I could be posting more clips, but it's this fucking podcast is so personal and the following on my Vaden Instagram is so big and broad and be real with you guys. I have people that just get annoyed with me because I work hard. They get annoyed with me because I haven't stopped. Like the consistency pisses them off. And the last thing I want is those people poisoning the YouTube channel because I don't monitor this as much. So like they could be on here just ruining it for everybody. At the same time, I sound like a hypocrite because there's episodes where I tell people, oh, don't fucking worry about people things. Don't listen to trolls, this or that. But we're all human. You know, that shit affects everybody. Um, and this podcast is really personal, so I'm, like, still, like, shy with it. I'm shy to post it too much. I'm like, oh, if I, I don't want to, like, push it in people's faces too much. Like, if someone wants to watch it, they'll watch it. If they, if they find it, they find it. And that's how it's going to be for a little bit until I feel, like, you know, not as uh, self-conscious about it. Cause I am posting this on the internet to thousands of people, but I'm, I'm, I'm self-conscious. I'm like, Oh, I'm being very uh, vulnerable and talking about stuff. And I'm showing how much of an idiot I am and how much I don't know. Um, but what can you do? At least that sets the, hopefully the expectations for some things with people in the right place. You know, they're like, Oh, I know he's, he can't spell or talk right, but he tries hard. All right, so this piece we're smoking here is the HMR, and people are, oh, what's HMR stand for? It's Hybrid Mini Tube Recycler. I used to make these things called a hybrid mini tube. It looked like a mini tube, but it had the uh, little pillar section like here, like how you see in the fab bags and mothership with these little pillars right there. I used to make a mini tube with those in it, and I'd call it a hybrid mini tube. And then one day I was like, oh shit, we could put a drain that goes through those pillars did it, and then it became the hybrid mini tube recycler. It's a mouthful. We say HMR. A lot of the pieces at Bear Mountain Studios, RBR, HMR, EHJ, they're three-letter. Um, what's the word? Oh, this jar? Oh, sorry. I didn't even know that was out there. Guys, I'm going to ask you, even though you can't tell me, but what's what's it mean when you use just like the letters to describe something? It's acronym? Acronym? Okay. See? I don't know. Trying. Oh, the hash. Me, we fucking worked out so hard this morning, and then I came home. I haven't eaten. I just, I honestly feel like shit today. This morning kind of sucked, but as I do this podcast, I'm just feeling better. It's really nice. It's like I'm fucking just kicking it with some homies. I'm always kicking it with the homie Aja, which is so nice. He's forced to come here every week and hang out with me, and it, it makes me feel like I got someone that comes and hangs out with me, you know. Uh, but it's really the podcast super helpful for me. Man, 2021 though, this year of the podcast, hopefully uh, people are feeling better, feeling a little bit more ready to travel. Hopefully enough folks out there take advantage of the vaccine and, you know, are able to start functioning like a fucking country again. And we can all work together to help save a lot of these small businesses that have been completely devastated from it all. Um, 
So yeah, hopefully 2020 is like just better for everything. We want to do a lot more on the podcast, more guests, more content. I want to do some day in the life videos and show you guys the day to day. Anyone that's interested in watching that because the podcast is a one hour straight filming, just ranting, talking. But I feel like me and Aja could build or make something really cool, like an uh, edited down video of like a day in the life and like clips and like stuff with like how it goes, like just so you guys can see how it goes seven days a week. And, you know, then maybe that gives you kind of like a little blueprint for how you want to get your grind going you know even though i'm telling you right now grinding stupid but it's necessary stupid but necessary anyone that grinds this hard knows it's not good for you they know that you're there's a lot of things that you're like man i should be spending more time with my family I should be doing more of this but at the end of the day like my mom tells me she's like you got to do what you got to do She's like, I used to have to work to eight o'clock every night and get home, cook dinner, do everything. And then you're already in bed and like, I barely see you. But I have to, I, my mom had to do that. She had to kill herself to make sure that we were good. And I, and my dad worked very hard too. I'm not belittling what he did. I just, my mom would always get home so late and she worked her fucking butt off. So sometimes it's absolutely necessary. You got to grind. I didn't even look what my temp was. I'm just fucking talking. Okay, that looks good. Let's smoke this HMR. I'm going to turn a little bit. Hopefully, we can catch the trail on the drain. I'm rolling that turbo meter to you folks down there. T temp your nails out. <laughs> you like that, dude? <laughs> oh, let's get this out for a second. Whoa. <laughs> I haven't smoked this in a long time. <laughs> coughing the mic like that sorry folks my older pieces it's so much different they're like way more like old school like restricty hit like i don't know not even old school this piece kind of hits like it reminds me of like god it's so hard to say certain things without being offensive i'm really trying to figure out how to word this shit um it reminds me of like some of the older really heady rigs like i'd smoke like my homies that would have like a ten thousand dollar piece from like a really high reputable artist it was like a two-hole diffy and it just like had this chug and this like smooth shred like this reminds me of like those like the older pieces to me the how they hit just a little bit more restriction chuggier um i mean you can even hear it in the hit maybe we'll be able to hear it we'll see smooth this mic down I can just move the piece to the mic. How about that? You guys should be able to hear that. We'll see though how it goes. I love the bubbles, how they drain down there. I'm going to pull on it again for the camera. I'll take this carb cap off this so I have a little more airflow. Love all the little bubbles that go down that drain. I used to do all these like big crazy drains and stuff like long drains, but man, I've just been making so many RBRs the last three years that like a lot of the drains have been more compact and tighter and stuff, but man, it was fun. It's, um, all right. Well, the construction on this piece, probably one of the like most difficult parts of the whole build. And it's going to be near impossible for me to really show you guys on camera, but I'll talk about the section. 
So this section right here, it's this like, it's about fucking, I don't know, I'd say a half inch thick. It's like this disc puck. It looks like a hockey puck right here. Um, right below the drain, this is probably the hardest section because this is actually a donut. It, this is like a, a cylinder donut shape. And then there's four pillars that I weld it to around the bottom. So you can't like have a handle on top of the donut. This is some real glass blowing shit. Most people that don't blow glass, this won't really mean anything. But when you're blowing glass, you like to have your handle on the center axis of whatever vessel you're shaping. So typically when I'd be welding this puck donut shape to the bottom can right here, when I weld this to here, I would want a handle in the middle of it to keep everything straight. Well, you can't put a handle on a donut because there's no, there's nothing there. It's a giant hole in the middle of it. So I have to put like these two handle bridge things. It's a crazy section, but welding this donut in there is like the hardest part of this whole piece. Um, and it's like one of those, like all of these, I've done all of these by hand. These are all handmade ones. None of these were ever done on the lathe. This one's a 20, this is a late 2016. I brought it to age in 2017 to um, just like smoke and sesh with people and to show off my work. Trying to get people to, oh my God, I married 2017 at age, trying to get people, like I was like walking around talking to people. I couldn't afford to get a booth there because we were not, we were, you know, we didn't have any money. Things were just what it is, what it is. And I like was trying to, I was even bringing people RBRs. I used to bring RBRs to shops and try to get them to buy them. Shops did not want them. They're like, no, we don't want those. They, and I was like, I, I tried to give them to shops and like commission, but like, when you sell them, you can pay me. Just put them on your shelves. I think people will like these. And that's how that age went too. just walking around. It's, it was depressing. I mean, we've all been there, right? We've all been there. Like we believe in something we're making and then we try to show people and they don't give a fuck, but that's why you just gotta believe in what you're doing and continue. A lot of people are going to tell you no before they tell you yes. Unless it's me. I say yes to everything. That's why I don't answer my cell phone whenever anyone calls because as soon as any numbers call and I'm going to say yes, and it's going to cost me time and money and my wife's going to be mad at me. So to avoid all that, I just, I run away from my phone as it rings. Um, but, but yeah, it's, um, lost my train of thought with that little tangent I went on. That's okay though. That's me. That's this podcast. If you're at this episode, you've been watching for a minute, you know, that's just my personality. Let's take a dab on a EHJ actually. This is a 2014. This is number three this is EHJ number three. This is my personal EHJ that I made for myself Christmas of 2014. It was my first Christmas in Colorado. I'd been here six months. The colors are Haterade and Blue Dream, and these are the first ever Haterade and Blue Dream that dropped, and it came in tubing form from Glass Alchemy. It didn't come in rod. So this was Haterade tubing, Blue Dream tubing, and I put this piece together for myself. It was one of my first time. It was my first time ever encasing an opal coin. This opal coin on the front of this piece is actually like one of the first coins I believe that were being like sold from grandpa. It was probably the first year they had like the coins even in that size. It was like the, the beginning of these big opal coins. Um, then it has three round opals on the back going down the perk uh, feed line. This is not a drain. This is actually the feed line that goes to the perk. So how the EHJ works is there's actually a video on my YouTube channel. If you scroll all the way down, it's one of the first videos. It's a video Mark Styles did for us. He killed it. It's me talking all about the exploded honey jar. Um, 
That's what EHJ stands for is exploded honey jar. Oh my God. Look, we got stuff we can talk about with glass on this episode. Maybe we'll put a timestamp in the beginning and be like, you want to skip the 20 minutes of Evan whining again and get into the glass part? Jump to this time. Um, but yeah, so here's a honey jar recycler or an HJR. So this was what started everything in Bear Mountain Studios was the honey jar recycler and the RBR. But in 2014, I made the EHJ, which is the exploded version of a honey jar. And the, why we call it the exploded honey jars, because back in the day, my wife and I were really like, like taxidermy stuff and like skeletons and shit like that. And we lived in New York City. We used to go to Obscura and we go to Evolution and look at all the skeletons and buy shit. And we loved the exploded skeletons. And what an exploded skeleton or exploded skull is, is essentially they take a skull or like some part of an animal or a human or whatever, and then they break it up into a bunch of tiny parts and expand it. So it basically looks like, and they, and they, it's like all expanded out on like little wires. So it looks like the skull is exploded into a million little parts, but you can still see it's a skull. So this was like the exploded honey jar. It's like the honey jar like blew apart and like the two sections are still hooked together, but they're like exploding away from each other. And then like the way the, like the drains, everything got like just blown apart. And, but that was the idea the exploded honey jar. That's kind of where the name comes from EHJ. Um, but construction on this bad boy, basically, you got your ground joint right here. This is where all your smoke's going to come through. The smoke's going to travel through this blue line that penetrates in between all the pillars and stuff. Sorry, Aisha, I'm fucking, I'm trying to make it easy on you, bro. And then the smoke hooks down and then goes through the reinforced gridded inline perk. And when I say reinforced, all that means is it's welded in two places. So all my pieces are like that. Every perk is welded in two spots. That way, if the piece tips over, there's no internal vibration on that perk, which would make it sometimes snap off. I fix pieces for people that not my work, but I've done other repairs in the past where the, I've had to replace perks for people because a piece tips over and then that vibration will sometimes make the stem pop off. Not all the time. You don't need to reinforce stuff. It's just how I do it. It's not the right way. It's just my, the way I do it. I'm not hating on it. How anyone does anything. Um, I'm just explaining why I'm saying certain things. And then the smoke travels up through these pillars and then into your mouthpiece. And you're going to have a really good time. But yeah, this is like, this was like the most complicated piece for me back in the day. Like this was when I remember when I first made these, my wife has number one. I have number three. Number two was stolen and uh, some sort of like deal I had with someone where we talk about in one of the old episodes where like I traded someone the second EHJ for space in a grow room for me to set up lights so I could grow and then I got all the equipment there and I paid for everything and gave him the piece then the house got raided and everybody got in trouble and arrested and not me but because I wasn't part of all really I wasn't really there part of any of that shit but <clears throat> shit happens and then the piece uh disappeared and then I saw it pop up a year later in someone else's collection and the kid was like Oh, dude, I love your work. I bought this piece. It's like my favorite piece ever. And I saw it in person and I, I looked at him and I was like, dude, thank you so much. I'm stoked. I'm happy to see it's in a good home. And that was that. I didn't get my money from it. At least I saw the piece. I saw she was safe. It was like if you were like a dog breeder or something and then like, like a group of your, like one of your puppies gets stolen out of a litter and then you see it a year later, you know, it's still safe and happy and healthy and a new person has it and loves it and they appreciate it and they know where the dog came from. And you're like, you know what? Awesome. Awesome. I'm happy that I'm happy. It's good. Oh God, I have this burn on my fucking thumb and I just ripped it. This blister open with a 
this edge of the wood table and that hurts a lot. That hurts a lot, but it's like free caffeine. That's what I say. A lot of the pain I feel throughout the day between the burns and the cuts, it's like, ooh, that's free caffeine. I'm awake for 20 more minutes. I can't sleep because I'm in pain. But then you take that fat dab and then it all just goes away. So let's take a dab on EHJ. How about that? We I don't know if we've ever smoked EHJ in here. We might have at some point. We probably should have at this point. It's fucking almost 50 episodes in. That's bleeding. Hope you guys are doing good today, though. I'm excited to uh, to get to work today. I'm finishing up a flower tube for my homie that I thought I was going to have done for this episode so we could talk about this flower tube, but I'm going to save it for next week. Um, but I'm excited to hopefully finish up this piece. I hope I don't break it. And I hope it functions the way I want it to. It's been a, like a three or four day build now. This is going to be day four. So it'll be an overall four day build. And then I have a couple other pieces I'm finishing up and some repairs. And then I'm going to get into the next um, Sunday sale. Um, I know there's a million people that still want RBRs. I'm, and I'm going to keep putting them out like I have been. But then there's a handful of people who are like, like, man, will you make a couple, you know, honey jar recyclers or mini honey jars or a couple flower tubes or something? Like, so I'll try really hard to have a little bit more variety in the Sunday sales besides like just variations of RBRs. Um, However, I know there's a lot of folks out there that are watching and they're like, fuck, dude, I haven't even got one RBR. Can you can you keep making them? So and I'm going to. It's my I love making my RBRs and I feel like they just keep getting better and better. Like I can't imagine where they're going to be in two more years once I hit year 10, because that'll be 10 years of making the RBR. The RBR, technically, the name itself came out in like December. No, it was No, we looked it up. It was January 2nd is when we started calling it the refined bell recycler in December of 2016. We called it the recessed bell recycler because it was a recessed female joint. That's where we're like, Oh, it's a recessed joint. And then in, or in January, I was like, this is like refined. And I think it was cause I saw another glass blower call it like a refined Klein. And I was like, wait, I refined my older piece. This is like the refined version. So then that's when I kind of changed up. The name was in the beginning of 2017. The other day, because of all this like legal stuff that we're like setting up, we had to go back through all of our old Instagrams and give stuff to lawyers and all this stuff. And it just we were like, oh my god, this now we know at least the exact dates of all these things that we like when we changed the name. But I've been making the actual like double diffused RBR since 2013. I'll bring one on the podcast. I'm trying to get it from um, Cassie's grandma. Has I think the only one I know of in existence that's like still around or anyone posts or has. She has like a a white one with pink and white tentacles because the first um oh shout out to terp swabs those dudes hooked it up big time we got fucking terp swabs for the next year it's awesome they work so well i have had other um q-tips in the past with the wooden sticks and i they just would snap for me because i'm kind of like heavy-handed and it's just kind of how i am i'm a little aggressive with things um, and I would always snap them, but man, these ones are like nice and flexible that not one is broken. We've been using these for the last week and, um, these are much more absorbent than the last ones I had that were wooden stick too. Um, I think, I mean, obviously they're all different, but these ones seem to really do a great job of, uh, picking up those old terps that you don't want anymore. Grateful they sent us a big box of these terp swabs. It's been really helping. I'm not stealing my wife's fucking Q-tips anymore. 
out of the bathroom and then when she's like trying to clean her eye makeup off she's like where's all q-tips and i'm like oh no they're all covered with resin because i've used them <laughs> what can you do but now i got my own terp swabs so i'm basically like an independent nail cleaner these days i'm not subcontracting with a, a person that has the swabs we i have my own swabs so shout out to terp swabs and um I believe uh, Ruby Pearl Co. is going to send us some stuff, too. I've been just using these Boro Pearls, but um, I can't wait to show off their stuff, too, with you guys. If you haven't seen any of their work yet, there'll be another episode, though. Oh, I have a lot of people that want to come on the podcast, and they're, like, down with it now that I've done it for a year. It's um, it's now just more seeing how this whole fucking pandy thing's going to work out this first quarter of this year when it's still cold. I know things are a little bit wild right now. I just can't wait for it to fucking warm up. I like the cold for like a couple weeks, and I'm like, okay, I'm ready for it to fucking be warm again. Oh yeah. Also, too, we got these new shirts. We haven't dropped them yet. I don't even know when we're dropping them. I have we have so many shirts that we just have that we haven't gotten photos of and putting up uh, for the website. But I'm really stoked on these long sleeves. They say Bear Mountain Studios down on the side right here. And then they have like the little like um, tweezers and everything. So it's like this like glass blowing tools on the front. And then the back is like um, like the new like manufacturing. Um, I'm, I'm not even talking to the mic, but it's like our new manufacturing like label that says like, you know, New York, Colorado manufacturing, like Bear Mount Studios. I'm probably saying the wrong thing, but it has some diamond shears on there. These are new. I like to I like to just bring things up without any information on it and just wing it. I'm like, I think I might know enough to get a sentence out. Let's see what happens. <laughs> like, it's just what it is. And I do that. I've been doing that for a year on the podcast now. A year. My wife's like, how are you still talking every week? And I'm like, I don't even know what I talk about. I just, I'm just hanging out, being myself, letting the, the fucking thoughts free flow. Did I warm that up? See, I want, I have to, I want to smoke all these pieces on this episode. And I think we're already like a half hour in. Are we, how far are we? 45? Fuck. Okay. We're going to do a lot of dabs in 15 minutes. Let's get it. We definitely heated her up. She's at 536. I'm going to take it at about 500. Get a little bit, getting a little wild here. Oh, EHJ. Here we go. I haven't smoked this thing in a long time. A really long time. I really need to do a refined version, a refined EHJ for the personal collection. God, the mic today is just in the way. I'm fucking failing today. This carb cap matches everything I have. Well, I forgot how nice those were. Wow, that's so different than an RBR. I've just been fucking smoking RBRs for three years straight. <coughs> wow. <coughs> I have EHJ collectors because I only ever did 19 of these. As I said, I was going to do less than 20. So I stopped at 19. But I have the EHJs have been sold, resold at this point, new owners and stuff. And people have some of the older ones that are like, you gotta, you got to put a refined version of these out. Like, it's my favorite piece. I have RBRs, but then I got my HJ, and I, like, smoke it more with my RBRs, and I'm like, oh, don't tell me that. No, just kidding. The EHJs should be loved even more because, technically, they're way more work. 
so much more time. The RBR was always supposed to be designed to be the daily driver, the semi-affordable piece. Nowadays, three years ago, if you would have talked to me and been like, yeah, there's going to be RBRs that sell for like, I don't even want to say numbers because it sounds egotistical, but a lot of money, I'd be like, whoa, the RBR is supposed to be my like introductory piece to Bear Mountain Studios. It's like your first Bear Mountain Studios piece to see if you like the company. And then you can get something crazy. You go to the, the Honey Jar Recycler next. Then you go to like the EHJ and then the, the hybrid mini tube recycler. And then like there was all these levels I had. And nowadays I do the RBR with a ton of different variations of it. Back in the day, I had fully different pieces. They would have little things that would all be like, oh, it's a Bear Mountain piece. Like you could tell by like mouthpieces and stuff. Like back in the day, people could like, even though this is a 2014 piece right here, these mouthpieces are still like similar enough that you can tell like the way they're laid out and shit. Like the squareness of the cans, the Maria's, the big thick Maria right above the main like cylinder cans, like all these shapes were like incorporated into all the different designs. So even though all my pipes were different, they actually all had a flow that were like, you could tell I made it. And um, also too, talking about, see this big opal right here, it actually touches the table. Back in the day, we used e-nails. And this was the e-nail kickstand that I had on my really expensive pieces because we put an e-nail on it. And if there was no kickstand there, the piece would like tip forward or you know whatever. So you had that little kickstand on all the expensive ones that would touch the table So for your e-nail. Or for your fucking one friend that was really heavy handed like me, carb capping the piece so he doesn't like lean it forward. It was just an extra stability thing. More dabs. Okay, let's see here. <coughs> I was gonna smoke this, but I put my 10 mil mail away. I knew I had it out for a reason. I was like, you don't have any 10 mils out today? It's cause that's a big 10 mil. Things a beast. We'll talk about it, but we're not gonna smoke the Talamagenta. So I don't have my nail out. And that'll give me an excuse to smoke one less piece. So much work to do. It's crazy. I'm so committed to the podcast. And like now I'm so committed to like working out with my wife and just trying to be healthy and have more time with them. I'm finding the more things I commit to, to like having a healthier life, I get way less work done. So I have a guy right now working on an eighth day of the week. He tells me if I give him another 10 grand, he could probably invent an eighth day of the week. And that would give me, I've done the math. I think it's like something like, 48 more days a year or something and that would cover the amount of hours I would need to pay next month's bills so it's all gonna work out <laughs> it's gonna be great okay so let's take a dab on this but I wish there was an eighth day of the week folks because boy oh boy I'd be caught up I'm not complaining about being busy I just I'm just talking about what's on my mind I'm very grateful to be busy grateful for everything like last episode, I fucking almost cried like 15 minutes in because I was like thinking about my parents and helping them. I was like, dude, you're so emotional that your cat has diabetes. What's going on? That's why I say to my wife every time, every time she's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, my cat has diabetes. I just say that to her just as a joke because now I have to laugh about things. You know what I mean? I can't even get like uh, maybe for that day that it happened, I can be upset about things. But now it's just like I got to laugh. I gotta laugh at things because it's like that's like not even a big deal that my cat has diabetes like there's so many worse things that could happen to everything though there's so many more people suffering and everything that's why when I say it to me it's so minuscule and unimportant that it defines where our world is right now because we have 
millions of people that believe that that's that important. And they're actually telling people, my cat has fucking diabetes. It's trauma. You don't know what I'm going through. There's people that really do feel like that. And I say it is humorous to kind of define where we are in our generation, but it's scary. It's really scary that people don't realize that, holy cow, there's some people out there that are truly suffering. I need to just take a step back and look at all the gifts I have in my life. Yep. When I was younger, they always told us, there's some kids starving in Africa. You got to eat all your food. I don't know. I don't know how they'd get the food there before it would rot, though. That's, that's what I would always think. I'd like, this. that's fine. If we can get it there, this makes sense right now. Like, if I'm like, oh, if you don't eat that, it's going to go to waste because that could go to that person over there. But there's no way to get it there. Elon Musk needs to figure that out. Get extra food to people around the world with rockets. We don't need to go to Mars yet. Let's shoot food to people as fast as possible. Like, oh, you don't have food over there? This grocery store has too much extra. It goes bad in two days. Shoot it to that place. We're going to shoot a missile of yogurt at you. Watch out. Could you imagine? I'll send, I'll, I'll hit up Elon. I'll be like, bro, do you got missiles we can put yogurt in? I got this yogurt that's going bad in a couple of days. We need to feed the people. There's got to be a way. If we can get to Mars, we can get the yogurt over there. This logic makes sense to you, Aisha. I feel like this makes a lot of sense. If we can get people to Mars, we can get yogurt over there. Let's get it over there. That's just the main thing I find that goes bad quickly in the fridge. I'm like, fuck, the yogurt goes bad soon. Then we have a day where we eat a ton of yogurt. I'm like, oh, God, I hate yogurt now. Well, this is how these episodes end, folks. If you made it this far and you're confused, so am I. We did it, though. And we're taking a dab on the 14-millimeter double diffused. I find that I use a lot of blue dream in my personal pieces. I think I like that color. Blue is my favorite color, though. And this is my favorite piece, I'd say. Fuck. There's nothing like, there's nothing like one of those hits on a double diffused. <laughs> For someone like myself that's not qualified to take large dabs, the double diffused will deliver a large dab and make me look like I know what I'm doing. I have friends that are so much better at smoking hash than me, they can smoke a really restricted piece and take monster dabs. Me, I just start coughing my lung up like three seconds into a dab sometimes. But with like <coughs> the double diffuse, it's just so buttery and effortless. Oh, it's the best. Love it. Oh my God. Well, that was really something though. The amount of smoke was overwhelming. It happened so fast. Because <coughs> the last three pieces I smoked were all chuggier, more restrictive pieces. The honey jar recycler, the exploded honey jar, and the hybrid mini tube. Way more restriction than the 14 millimeter double diffused. And those are all 14 mils as well. Holy fuck. They're the terps. <coughs> the terps <coughs> on this. I don't, I understand too much diffusion, but I think at this level of pipes, there's, there's not that level of diffusion happening where things are getting completely destroyed in flavor. I think we're talking on like levels of, there just weren't like no pipe anyone's making unless it's like a frit disc is so diffused that it's ruining flavor. This perk is not designed to just diffuse it. It's designed to reduce the amount of energy 
required by the user to make this shit stack. Wow. I feel totally different from, I don't even, maybe it was the hash I just smoked, but I, this is what I've been smoking the whole time. I don't know. That hit was way different. This is why I don't even really, it's weird. You know, I have a lot of glass and I always end up picking up this stuff. Stupid fucking thing. It's like, I just love it. This is one of the new 2021s. It's just, I used to work in head shops and I used to fucking be a house painter and being up, up on the side of a house, like three stories up, just dying from heat exhaustion with like a guy next to me smoking meth. And like, we're just up on the side of the house. He's getting high. I'm 17, just trying to make enough money to buy this pipe. I've been window shopping forever and I'm not even old enough to get it. I have to like pay someone. It's weird. It's really cool that I get to smoke these now and that I make these. That's the weird part for me. The weird part was that like, for me, like, this is like just a dream come true that I get to make this glass and smoke it every day. Super cool. Well guys, what an episode. One year. It's crazy. I wanted to do like a big thing today and everything, but I'll tell you what, I felt like shit this morning worked out. Still kind of feel like shit, but mentally I feel much better and I'm ready to put in my long day. Thank you so much, everybody. Don't forget to check out bmsglasses.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. If you did enjoy the video, if you didn't, I appreciate hanging out this long if you did. Also, do go to Apple, the iTunes um, podcast app. Like, subscribe to the What's Up Everybody podcast. Leave a comment. And um, appreciate you guys. I'm way too stoned to be doing ads or anything like that right now. I'm just trying to figure out life. I'm where am I at? Okay. Good time today. Whew. What a mess. We did it, everybody. This is the What's Up Everybody podcast. And uh, you guys are the best. Thank you so much. This year's going to be wild. Oh.